This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Alvina, it's me. I've just discovered the most amazing thing. It's called Shaker and Spoon, and it's a subscription cocktail service. I can learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right here at the office. From now on, our Scrabble Nights will be even more fun. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes, developed by world-class mixologists. All I need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and I have all I need to make 12 drinks at home. That's seven for me and five for you. And it's just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle. That is much cheaper than Vouv Clicquot. Unless we get Joey and Salvatore to raid a van again, of course. Oh, and you can skip or cancel boxes any time. My first shaker and spoon box just arrived. What do you say we start our Scrabble session a bit early? I'm already shaking. P.S. Alvina, if you want your own set, you can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com forward slash Amelia. Do you also want your Scrabble Nights to be even more fun? Well, as an Amelia listener, you can simply visit shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia and you will get $20 off any length subscription. The discount will automatically be applied when you check out. Host your first Amelia listening party or give a subscription to Shaker and Spoon as a gift to a friend or family member. Once more, that's shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia. Hello, we're gearing up for the Season 2 launch next week. Season 2 will consist of nine regular episodes and eight minisodes. The minisodes extend each episode and will be released on the same day as the regular episodes exclusively for Patreon supporters. As a fully independent production, we rely on our patrons to keep the cocoa flowing and Every contribution, even just a few dollars, really, really helps. To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash ameliapodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ameliapodcast. In the meantime, we thought we'd open up the Amelia office doors and give you a little tour behind the scenes. You've already got to know Ostein and myself, as well as Julia, who plays Alvina, and Alan, who plays the interviewer, in our behind-the-scenes special – but you haven't yet been introduced to the fifth member of the Amelia gang. You've heard his work in every episode, but you haven't yet heard his voice. So today, we'd like to introduce you to our composer and sound designer, Frederick Barden. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. This phone call isn't happening. If you're not serious about this... Hang up. Now. If you continue, there's no way back. Good choice. A new life awaits. You'll hear back from us within the hour. If you don't hear back, please consider the whole thing a hoax. Leave your message after the beep. 
help. Season two launches next week, and I'm not ready. My computer crashed, and I, I didn't make a backup. And the producers are complete maniacs. I need to disappear now, quick. Help me. What do you think, Einstein? It is not what I'd imagined. It's kind of very grand. It's epic. It's it's kind of like it sets the audience up for something. Uh, it's almost like <laughs> Lord of the Rings or yeah, Lord of the Rings um, meets Sherlock, <laughs> something like that. I love the beat, 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 beat. I, I, you know, I love that build, but the theme itself. We need something that's a bit kind of stranger and smaller and quirkier. Hmm. It's a little bit Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, it's still way too epic. It, it, it doesn't set the right tone. I, I like the melody, though. Yeah, the melody's really nice. Um, it could almost work, like, for the end of an episode, like, you know, when we're just about to go into the disappearance. But it's too sweeping and, and serious. I like it. This. I like it. This is something. Einstein? Pip. Yes. Hello. Hey, guys. Freddy. Hello. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi there. All right. I can hear you. Um, yes. So uh, last time we did one of these uh, behind the scenes specials, uh, we were in the studio together in Vienna enjoying cocoa and Norwegian chocolate. Oh, the um, Norwegian chocolate. Uh, which, was, uh, which was very lovely. This time, unfortunately, we are separated by many miles. We're, we're all in different countries and we're doing this over Skype, which is actually our normal way of working um, since, yeah. since we are all in, in different places. So, yeah, I'm in Paris. Uh, Freddie, you are... I'm still in uh, Oslo, Norway. I'm, uh, I'm also in Oslo, but I'm not in the same place as Freddie. <laughs> oh, I thought you were in Sweden right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm in Norway. Um, oh, okay, cool. So no Norwegian chocolate, and or I don't know. You might have Norwegian chocolate. Um, oh, God, I should have. I should have had some, shouldn't I? That's uh, I've, that's the fail on my part. The only thing I have here is a glass of water. So oh dear. <laughs> what about you, Freddie? Do you have any Norwegian chocolate? Yeah, no. I'm sitting with uh, a, a kind of cocoa. It's uh, powdered cocoa. It's called Erettikoppen. It's directly translated. It's it's. Uh, Straight into the cup. It's not. It's not that good. But it's it's cocoa. So okay. It's, well, I'm I'm fun. drinking cocoa. I'm too. I mean, I, I whenever I do Emilia stuff, I have to drink cocoa to get in the zone. Uh, I'm drinking mm-hmm. a German cocoa. Um, uh, it's called uh, Niederegger Marzipan Trinkschokolade. Uh, did you manage to decipher that? Yeah, you just said marzipan. There yes, is marzipan, marzipan in your hot chocolate. 
there's marzipan in my hot chocolate. It's a marzipan hot chocolate. How, how does that even work? How do you yeah. liquefy marzipan? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> if you're feeling jealous right now, you should. It's very good. Um, <laughs> Liquefied marzipan. That sounds like a great band name. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway, so hopefully this time uh, there will be slightly less uh, slurping and uh, chewing noises than last time. Um, we did get a little bit of flack f- about that. Uh, not least from you, yeah. Freddie. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I I can't remember how much time I used on actually uh, removing mouth noises, but I think you were the worst, Pip. <laughs> well, I mean, Einstein had brought this big bar of Norwegian chocolate, and when there's Norwegian chocolate, there's no stopping me. And I think before I answered any question, I just shoved a big batch of Norwegian chocolate in my mouth. So, um, While talking, yes. nonetheless. Um, anyway, we've we've only been talking for a few minutes, and we're already wildly digressing. So the reason that we yeah. um, we uh, we're doing this today is that we wanted to give you, our dear listeners, um, a little insight into the creation of the music and the sound design for the Amelia Project because last time we did a behind-the-scenes Freddy unfortunately wasn't there. So um, we've been wanting to do something like this for a long time uh, and um, today we finally found a moment to uh, to get together and and do this. So uh, what, um, what should we talk about first? Maybe we should start... I think we should start at the beginning which is the theme tune actually. Because that's how our collaboration uh, really uh, kicked off. Um, you and I met up in a pub in Oslo, and Pip wasn't there. Yeah, actually, that is the same pub that I uh, met my girlfriend the very first time. So, so all the good was, things uh, in the world happened to you ha- in that I pub. I have a very special <laughs> bond with uh, Captain uh, Mustard, no, Colonel Mustard in uh, in Oslo. So yeah, that was a. a, a that was a really great meeting. And um, in fact, I've just opened the document of like the very first script and like the yeah the very first script and what we wrote in terms of the theme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Is, Can you um, that out? The, um, yeah. So we wrote, uh, we hear the crackle of tape run on for a bit longer than a shrill beep. The Amelia theme starts. Echoey chords playing over a faint drone underpinned by a rhythmic beat. Yeah. Now that's pretty vague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, Actually, the be- because you wrote beep, and then uh, I read your scripts, of course, and then in the second episode, I, th- I think it is, it's Zale and the Go Ravenheart. Yeah. You yeah. There's yeah. a seamless transition into the countdown clock, uh, counting down to his uh, demise, <laughs> counting <laughs> yes. down to his yes. his uh, launch uh, cannon launch. And uh, I had this idea about just, well, what if we, what if I just have the beep going in seconds and then that becomes part of the theme and then it also sets up for a really good suspense and it goes transitions, it transitions beautifully into the the clock and the countdown clock. By Philip Thorne and Eystein Braga. With music and sound design by Frederick Baden. Episode two. Zale Indigo Ravenheart. The very, I think, the very first sound you hear in an in in a in an audio drama is like really important. Like, just the very first sound has to be something um, uh, 
kind of representative or strange or or, or funny or whatever you're trying to create. And so yeah, and, and, and so I love that kind of beep beep being the the, the very first thing. Um, when you you know uh, when you pushed play on an Amelia episode because that that click or that that shrill beep sound is is very uh, distinct. I think so. With the the theme, it starts with the voice message, and it's read by Julia Morisawa, which we all, uh, of course, love and uh, and uh, are have dear in our hearts. In the background, I wanted to actually, when you sent me the the script, you already had the wonderful, wonderful icon and or the uh, the Amelia Project label, and around the icon is a Morse code. And I wanted to, I love Easter eggs. It's the best thing I know. It's my favorite dish. Uh, so I I took the Morse code and I put it in just a, just a simple uh, sign tone synth and made it into eighths and, and, uh, and fourth notes. And it's in the background there just, just so that you could hear it but maybe you don't hear it on the first time you listen to it because you're focusing on her voice and then you well there's some there's something going on in the background which is I love double layers it's really fun so that's Morse code and is it actually spelling something out it's of course it's spelling out the Amelia project (laughs) (laughs) let's start with the drums over that there's some uh, percussion sets that are uh, giving some details and sweeteners with loads of um, loads of gran casa symbols and swells so together it sounds very big like this i i really like having dramatic violence in the back where to uh, to counteract the kind of quirky umpa uh, sound, so uh, these are some really bitey violins, and together with that we have some keyboards. And uh, to <laughs> to add to the to the weirdness, there is uh, a little piccolo flute in the background in the in, in the B part. <laughs> Uh, sort of a little fanfare over there. I love the piccolo flute. Ostan and I are big fans of the piccolo flute. Where the, the, the first sketch of it that had the piccolo flute, we were both like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to round it out and to get to some real bottom end, we have the bass section where it's a normal uh, upright bass and a little synth bass as well, which is just uh, oscillating on the on the fourths. Uh, so for this tune, it's it's not that simple, but it's simple enough <laughs> for for me to be able to to use it into different genres. And I really enjoy like develop a vehicle that is um, able to go to different places. For example, death metal. I really like this version of the theme that that got me back to my double bass pedal and uh, back rocking behind the drum kit. So, Freddie, there's also another episode in season one 
um, where you've done something um, particular with the theme. So this is the Steve episode where um, there's a character who <laughs> they turn up to their own funeral uh, at the end of the episode, and in the background we can hear the organ play. So this is this is uh, this is kind of a baroque uh, fugue-ish. Um, melody line just going over while they are talking in the forefront this is going on in the background uh, but I I wanted to take the opportunity to do something fun so I made this bass line that you're hearing in the organ counterpoint uh, if I speed this up a lot uh, like like this then you can kind of hear that this is actually the theme Melody being played in the bass notes and with the with the with the counterpoint <laughs> on top, and then of course it it goes into the uh, it goes into the normal or the normal tempoed version of the theme in organ uh, version afterwards. In all of the themes throughout season one. All of them end on a fifth. So if I play what is called the tonic, uh, total harmonic cadence, it is it's the first, and it's the fourth, and it's the fifth, and then you obviously want to go back home to, to the first. Right. But if you keep the bass, uh, it kind of feels like you're not really fulfilling the cadence. It doesn't feel like you're home yet. So... Uh, Again, with the suspense and with keeping keeping everybody on their toes, that <laughs> that um, throughout all of these themes, there are none of them are really ending. None of them are really ending. Uh, I wanted to to make kind of a point out of that by making the only theme song that uh, that ends with a full cadence. It is the last episode of the season the season finale is the only it's the only episode that ends in the actual the full cadence i kind of thought that was a little poetic <laughs> uh, easter egg so in addition to the music uh freddy's also our sound designer so um Osen and i do the dialogue in it we um we select the performances we want we put it all together and then we send it to freddy and freddy places the voices into an environment so, Freddie, do you want to uh, just talk us through how you created that environment or the 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 the, the office for the Amelia project? I, I I was eager to to make the the office alive uh, and to kind of um, establish the the ground rules for for the office and for the hallway and for how the office sounds and and stuff like that. So if if we if we we can just jump into the office do you want to go into the office? Yes, give us a tour. Yeah, so we're now okay, so we're going into the corridor now. And it's you have to you have to yell if you're going to be able to hear it into the office where we usually are. Uh, and it sounds very reverberant and it doesn't it's not very intelligible but enough. So, yeah, and uh, if we knock, it sounds like this. And then we just go into the office. 
<laughs> yeah, you haven't been there before, have you? It's even messier in here than uh, than I wrote it. Take a tour. You can see that it is from the door. It is about three to four or five steps over to where you're supposed to be sitting as a client. So it's a normal chair with four legs. It's made of wood and it creaks a bit. Uh, and then if I go over to the interviewer's chair, it's kind of an office chair with some wheels on it. And I can go back and open the window, for example, and you hear all the noise from outside the window. Yeah, so so uh, we've established a blueprint, I think, uh, in our <laughs> in our uh, Google Drive together. I try to do that as as uh, detailed as possible, as early as possible, so that it wouldn't be any discrepancies over time. Uh, you said that you want this is gonna go for a long haul, and I wanted to go with it and uh, kind of established the ground rules and of course there's been some adjustments but i i i hope that the uh, discrepancies and the the notable differences are so small that it's not going to be that notable hopefully um is that by the way is that the uh, intercom on the desk just there oh yeah this this old thing yeah can i can i press it am i allowed to press it yeah absolutely okay salvatore Salvatore, can I have some more Niederegger Trinkschokolade? Let's see if that works. <laughs> Another challenge was when um, we had the episode about the artificial intelligence, Siri. Yes, Siri was... I loved Siri. Uh, not only uh, the where it was taking us sound, sound design-wise, but the... The element of artificial intelligence and the the future, what it what it holds. Nowadays, you have Google Assistant making hairdressing calls for you, and the person on the other side of the line doesn't know it's an, a machine. <laughs> so that's how far we come. But for Amelia Project, we wanted it to be um, not that realistic and more robotic and more um, synthetic. So I took all the all the. Uh, melody in the singing in every syllable I took that out of uh, her um, her uh, performance and she already kind of made it like this so that it every syllable has a tone uh, and I just I, I sort of quantized that in in the door uh, you can kind of hear what it sounds like uh, without. It has been two years, seven weeks, and 14 seconds since my first circuits were activated. And with. It has been two years, seven weeks, and 14 seconds since my first circuits were activated. And I moved some notes At around point, to make it kind of glitchy so that she doesn't sound that human. That's really cool. It's incredible how it's, uh, yeah, mm. it's incredible how mm. it's a, a really a joint effort to create serious voice. I mean, first it's uh, Elizabeth's performance, of course. And then I did the dialogue edit and I did several things oh, yeah. in the dialogue edit that, I, that took forever. <laughs> I edited out every single breath because robots don't breathe so there every single time she took a breath breathe it in or out i've i've cut that out of her her speech which means that all the words can also be smushed together because then there's certainly just holes in in the sentences um 
And then I also took some of the words and phrases that repeat. I actually, even though she read them many times, I cut out, I chose one of them and I used that yeah, that's, then several times. Like that's every time she stuff. says that word, I use the same <laughs> bit of recording, even though it, yeah. So, so there was, uh, it was, that is the most time consuming episode I've had to, to, to delegate it on. And then on top of that, you come in and work your magic, um, uh, to create this, this voice. So I remember getting the the, the first um, sketch for Siri with with, with the voice, uh, which was great, and then um, and then we got a second um, uh, sketch from you, which included hydraulics. Yeah, that was a workout. <laughs> there seems to be well, either I was bad at googling uh, or searching and finding the right words for the for the sample that I was trying to get. It, it, the hydraulics didn't give much results. Uh, for what I wanted, it was either just huge industrial-sized uh, hydraulic machines, or it was, it was all the wrong stuff. And then I was completely exasperated, and I just wanted to take a break and lean back. So I, I, I lowered my office chair, and while lowering my office chair, I got the perfect sample. I just, it was just uh, extraordinary. So uh, so I had to hold the microphone in my hand and I also had to hold the other uh, handle on, on the actual chair and doing some incredible leg exercises by going up and down with my legs while sitting in it. Because you can't push it, it needs weight for, for you to go up and down. Um, but I think I got some good samples out of it and um, I think her body came alive. I put on a cap and learned to rap. I'm sicker, 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 Siri. But there's not, like, not all of the challenges we've given you in the first season were that fun. I know there's one you really don't want to go through again. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, selecting vomiting samples for the uh, hell, <laughs> the hell episode. Oh. And here come your ice creams. Gentlemen, enjoy. we've had to promise freddie not to include any more vomiting in season two well by the time we get by the time we get to season three maybe we can negotiate to have a few more vomits in there but like season two is a season two is a vomit free zone um and talking of season two, um, can you do you want to give our listeners since we're we're launching season two next week? Um, do you want mm. to give listeners a little uh, preview of what was uh, can you what was the most challenging thing for season two? Obviously, don't be too explicit, but maybe you can give them a little uh, a little hint. Oh, um, I can I can tease that there will be uh, up to several. Uh, body of water movements uh, in season two, and I don't have I don't have a boat. I can't go into the middle of something, <laughs> some some uh, some fjord and uh, record. Uh, so if you want water sounds with uh, zero reverb, it's very difficult. That's another thing about reverb. It's really the sound designer's enemy. It's the nemesis. 
because it's always <laughs> in the way and it's always I'm uh, hassling you guys always for all oh, this the track is too reverby you have to get another one uh, so uh, being reverb is the only thing we struggle to make disappear yeah <laughs> oh, that's a good one um, <laughs> yeah so because you, you because you add the reverb it because you, you, because you add the 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 room's reverb on later. Yes, exactly. Like like we heard in the office just now. It's if I have if I move this mic away now, and you just hear if you if if I sound like this, and and then I put this track into another room track, it just sound double roomy, and it doesn't sound like the doesn't sound like your. Uh, in the same room as I am because I'm 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 in the completely different ambience. Uh, so for it to be able for for me to be able to have all these different elements as a baseball bat and roller skates and water and sound of uh, someone puking and your voice, all of them have to be uh, without the reverb for me to be able to put it into the same reverb. You know. So hopefully we'll do this again at the end of season two, uh, and then we can talk about because uh, I, I think there there will be a lot to talk about for season two. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, there's, there's some stuff. I, there's some stuff. <laughs> um, I know that you're not quite finished yet with uh, season two, so we should probably uh, yeah we should probably let you go and uh, so make sure that you're ready for next week. Yeah, I have some uh, I have some water stuff to go through. <laughs> but uh, but before that, uh, maybe you could. Since we don't have champagne, maybe you could uh, give us some some well, digital I have some champagne. champagne. I have, uh, have I have it oh. right here. Do you want some? Ooh, yes, please. Just let me shake it. And here we go. Hey. Okay. Well, let's toast to um, the launch of season two next week for season two. Chin chin. <laughs> <laughs> This episode featured Frederick Barden, Einstein Brager, and Philip Thorne. It was edited by Philip, with music and sounds by Freddie. See you back next week for the first episode of Season 2. And if you're in London, you can join Einstein and myself at the Jugged Hair Pub for not a cocoa, but a beer. Oh my god, six days, six days, what am I going to do? I'm gonna, I, got, I, I gotta run, I gotta run. Freddie, Freddie, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Freddie! Hey, good luck with season two. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grant checking in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. (gasps) Oh my god. Wow. Look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. Facing Fate, Black Knight, available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore.
I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.